Hello, and welcome to Character Count by at Twitter Business. I'm your host, at Joe Wadlington. On this show, we highlight the creative ways brands, businesses, and people use Twitter to connect and engage with audiences that matter most to them. I've really enjoyed bringing the mic to the community managers and marketing leaders who work so diligently on their social campaigns, but are rarely acknowledged. So today, we're bringing you a special mini episode where I get to spotlight the woman behind the scenes of at Twitter business. My coworker, daily collaborator, and desk neighbor, social media coordinator, Lindsay Bruce. I'm Lindsay Bruce, and I manage the at Twitter business Twitter handle. Lindsay will share how she uses analytics to sculpt her strategy, how she makes tweets that sounds like a human wrote them, and what she thinks of all the editing notes I give her. Lindsay, welcome. Hi, thanks for having me. So when people reply to at Twitter business, they're replying to you. Yes, I'm on the other side of the screen. Uh, what time of day do people tend to reply the most? You know, it really does depend when we tweet. I feel like it's kind of a chicken and the egg situation where, especially look at the graphs and you'll see we get a lot of replies in the morning, but we also tweet mostly in the morning. Um, so I would say we get decent engagement throughout, um, but mornings are great. I think people are in line getting their coffees. Why do you tweet mostly in the morning? When I started, I looked at the analytics and I saw that in the past the morning had, had worked well. So I started there and it, it proved to be true. So we've just kind of kept going with a good thing. But we still experiment. I think things always are changing. So we still post other times and, and see if there's a change in people's coffee habits or day habits. <laughs> Got to stay on top of it. What should someone do when they start, when they inherit a social channel? Ooh, I think the best thing you can do is just look at as much data as you can. So I, because I'm focused on Twitter, I just exported like the last six months of data and then look to see what was performing the best in terms of what got the most retweets, what got the most clicks, what got the most impressions, and then sort of tried to reverse engineer. At the same time, I think when you're new in a role, you shouldn't feel tied to do what people have done in the past. Um, it's all about sort of taking those learnings and and not necessarily just doing the same thing, but trying to think how you can kind of just improve and, and keep trying new things. And what was your first risk or your first new experiment when you started? Oh, I think the first big risk I felt was doing a Periscope. You were there, so I know you you were there to witness some of my, my sweating for this, um, just because was my first one doing it on the team. Um, and so anytime you go live, it's exciting, but um, just anything new, I think always has a little bit of risk, especially when you're the person who's pitched the idea. And what drew you to want to do a Periscope broadcast? I think going live is a really awesome opportunity for brands just because it is so human. And I think, especially on our handle, we're always trying to find ways. Yes, you want to be polished and give people polished content, but you also want them to know it's a real team on the other side of the of the screen. Um, so I think it's a, a cool thing to experiment with. And they definitely saw us when we started the Periscope broadcast in New York and didn't know how to turn it off. Yes, and it's just my face. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah. Tell me about the process of planning a content calendar for Twitter. Sure. So. I'm a bit old fashioned in that I will print out a 
like a hard copy calendar um, and sit there and just write in pencil, even if it's something that just says like GIF. Sometimes it's just placeholders so that we're mixing up the kind of content. Other times, like we have a Twitter calendar that our team creates and I literally have that on my desk um, and actually used it before I even joined the team um, just because it's helpful to see what events are coming up or what's going to be trending. You used our calendar before you joined? I did. Oh, good. <laughs> That's our most shared resource, the calendar where we show uh, every day of the month where something is happening on Twitter and these things get millions of impressions and that's our most downloaded object. So I'm excited yes, that you used was, it even before. It was one of the downloads. Oh, good. Um, so yeah, so some of it is just filling out the outline and then um, just kind of going from there. Sometimes I'll have a whole month planned out. Other times things pop up and we'll do it. I'll do it a week at a time. And Twitter is so in the moment. And I know one thing I've encouraged people to do before is leave a certain amount of tweets that you don't know what they're going to be about yet because you have to respond um, to things in the moment. What percentage do you think it's important to have unplanned? I think you should just be flexible. So have something planned. So if you want to post something Monday through Friday, have that on the calendar. But don't be afraid if something else pops up to say like, hey, if it's not it doesn't need to go out today, move it to another day and, and do something that's more relevant. Um, I think using Twitter personally really helps professionally because if you're just naturally used to checking it, seeing how people are, what people are talking about, it really helps. How do you feel about queuing tweets? Like scheduling tweets? We're completely live. I feel like scheduling tweets can be really helpful um, and it can help you get your content out there more because you don't have to remember to, you know, retweet this or repost the same article multiple times. Um, at the same time, I think the cool thing about our handle is that we tweet completely live, which I actually really like because you don't have to worry about, oh, like, did I forget about something that's going out? You're there, you're anticipating responses. So I know that's not an option for everyone. It takes a lot of resources or at least takes a little more kind of planning ahead in some ways. But I do actually like having it be live. What are your favorite resources? Some of my favorite resources are Adobe Spark, which is a site um, you can make videos and they have stock imagery, stock music, and it's really easy to add captions. I also really like um, Adobe Rush, which is another Adobe product. Um, and it's a little bit like I, iMovie. I'm a, I love iMovie. Premiere is a little too advanced for me, um, but Rush is kind of in the middle. So I'll use a mix sometimes, but I think it's a, also a really good tool for adding captions and doing like they have a really easy um, tool to make like square videos. So I think it's kind of social friendly. Um, what software do you use for community managing? Twitter and TweetDeck. So every morning I just within Twitter natively read all of our notifications and then I'll go into TweetDeck to monitor conversations around us when people aren't necessarily mentioning us and just larger industry conversations. Are you ever worried that you'll forget where Lindsay Bruce stops and where Twitter business begins or the other way around? A hundred percent. I have a mock account, um, you know, a practice. So that's another thing I, I recommend. Um, and I try everything there. It's where I experiment with emoji art. It's where I try all my terrible ideas. And I'm always terrified that somehow that tab is going to be in a different place and I'm going to end up posting something just really random to that Twitter business handle. Lindsay and I's manager, close your ears. Lindsay, have you ever tweeted something that you immediately had to delete? Um, not 
as bad as what I was just talking about, but one time I tweeted an image and I noticed immediately that there was a typo on the image. And that's when I learned when you're creating images with text, like take all the text, copy it, put it in any sort of like Word doc, something with spell check, and just make sure that everything is correct because some of the image programs won't do it. So that was a quick delete. How long do you hold your breath after you hit tweet? Uh, like a minute. I think I... I, I, <laughs> <laughs> I so you have, to, you have to just refresh and just make sure that uh, people, people are maybe liking it. Especially it's longer with like new things. I think the, my favorite part of this role, specifically doing um, social media at this company on this team is that I am totally allowed to try like let's tweet an animal gif with like a funny caption let's take a picture on our iPhone and tweet that even though you know it's not stock photo it's just like trying to be human trying to be very real um and so all of those things those new things those first are my favorite but also the scariest because it's like what's gonna happen and then usually I think so far so good on knock on wood um people surprise you what's your favorite thing about working with me is this to be Twitter specific? Because I feel like I have a lot. I think my favorite thing about working with you is that you and our manager, Marissa, who's here with us, but truly both of you, um, really embrace, like I know I keep saying human, but like the human part of Twitter and just, um, I think everyone can tell when something is a little bit too crafted. And it's really nice because it makes me feel more free to take chances because I know like if we did tweet something from the wrong account or something like that happened, it hopefully it was just like some of my bad emoji art or something like that. We might just like reply and be like, oh, LOL, posted that from the wrong account or like, you know, just jump in and be kind of real about it because I think we all know that that happens. Mm -hmm. um, so don't worry. I don't I don't really take that as too much of a safety net. I'm not, <laughs> I do take it. I do. I'm careful. Um, but I like that there's this it, we really do, I think, live the sense of like, just don't overthink it. Be human. Be yourself. Be real. Beautiful. Okay, now I'm worried this interview is going too well. So I'm going to ask some quick fire questions and I'm looking for your hot take answers. Have you ever built a deck? A slide deck? <laughs> no, a tweet deck? Oh, a house deck? <laughs> no, but I have, I have I've painted a deck. <laughs> What is your most used emoji personally? What is your most used emoji as Twitter business? My most, oh God, my most used emoji personally is, it's just one of the smiley faces, but it's like, I don't have like rosy cheeks and it's just kind of like. The blushy one. Yeah, it's blushy. Um, I wish I could, I wish you can't see my face right You're now. You're making but the I, face I am, right now. I am making it. <laughs> uh, on Twitter, I really like, um, or on our handle, I really like the, the pointing down finger, like, look what's below. Because oftentimes we're, well, people to go to a link or. or mm, in of, a thread. Yeah. yeah. How many tweets is too long for a thread? Hmm. It depends on the topic. I have gotten sucked into some threads where I'm embarrassed to tell you how many tweets I have read. I try not to go beyond like two or three. I think short and sweet is the, the magic recipe on Twitter. What's a jargon word that you will never tweet from Twitter business? Nugget. You will never find a nugget in any of our content. Like here's some nuggets from our webinar. That, if you see that tweet, it did not come from me. 
Which emoji tab do you live on? The food. The food tab. If there was like an emoji light version, I would just download the food emojis. (laughs) (laughs) What's your favorite pun? I just got a kitten and I named it Steph Purry after local um, basketball and Warriors player Steph Curry. So that's been favorite for now, but I can't get enough puns. What's guaranteed to get people to engage? A question. What's the perfect length to run a poll? Two days. And after the first day, reshare it again and remind people there's time left. For our handle, what's the worst time to tweet? Um, For us, 2 p.m. That is a real dream crusher. What is the thing that got tons of engagement that you were the most shocked by? Oh, speaking of uh, one of my uh, sort of borderline ideas, on St. Patrick's Day, I tweeted, um, it was called a tweet game, and it said, can you find the two four-leaf clovers? And there were all these three-leaf clover emojis, which I cannot believe there are two, like, clover emojis, but there's three-leaf and four-leaf. And so I put a couple of the four-leaf, like, emojis mixed in and just kind of, like, again, tweeted it and held my breath for like five minutes and people were not only responding they were screenshotting and circling the four leaf clovers to prove that they found them (laughs) and i was i was so thankful i wish i could hug everyone that participated because it was just like this random idea and i was like okay i hope this works what's something you've tweeted that was criminally underfaved honestly we did you and i did a video of tongue twisters that I personally watched so many times. Like, I it was just, I think it was too specific to my sense of humor because I thought it was amazing. And it actually did decently well. But in my opinion, that video should have gotten us on Ellen. <laughs> so, Lindsay, everyone's dying to know, what is your top Twitter tip? Keep it short and sweet. It's short and sweet. The tip is short and sweet. (laughs) So meta. (laughs) It would have been amazing if it was a really long answer, though. (laughs) And what is your favorite life tip? Um, Just be nice to yourself. I feel like there's so much going on. There's so many people to compare yourself to. There's so much pressure to work out, eat right, do all this stuff, save the world. And I think it's great. And you should try to do all those things. But sometimes it can be a lot. So just take a deep breath. And if you need to watch Netflix one night on a Friday night, that's fine. Keep it short and sweet and be nice to yourself. Lindsay Bruce, thank you so much for coming on to Character Count. We finally got you on the other side to the microphone so everyone could hear about your brilliance. And I'm sure they took so much away. Thank you. Thank you. Character Count is a production of Pod People for At Twitter Business. This episode was hosted by me, at Joe Wadlington. Our executive producer is Rachel King. This episode was produced by Eliza Lambert and Christopher Mawson and is edited by Joanna Clay. Our music is by Annalise Nelson and Dax Schaefer. Special thanks to Marissa Window and Lindsay Bruce. Thank you so much for listening. Please subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts or wherever fine podcasts are downloaded. Follow at Twitter Business for incredible tips on Twitter ads, marketing best practices, or follow me at Joe Wadlington for tweets about Moana. Have a great day.